0: Our guest this week on A Pinball Podcast is Tom Graff from Appleton, Wisconsin. Now, Tom, he's a hell of a nice guy, heck of a pinball player. He's currently ranked 63rd in the country, and I believe he's won the state title once up in Wisconsin. I think he might have pulled a Josh Sharp and taken second two or three times also. But this conversation, I really enjoyed it. We talked about Stern build qualities. We talked about n We talked about District 82, which is their... Main arcade up there. That's a looks like an incredible place to play, and I feel like this episode you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy. So, without further ado, Tom Graff. He's got the Rona. <laughs> I got the Rona. <laughs> and that's how we're going to start it out. I don't have the Rona. <laughs> I'm just coughing. I'm just coughing. I'm good. I'm good. We're fine. Tom, how you doing there? Good, good. I'm good. Travis, how are you? Uh, Rona free for now. <laughs> for now. How about yourself?
1: good. I'm really good. You know, considering I work in healthcare, uh, uh, feeling, feeling blessed. So
0: yeah, it's, it's been crazy out there. We were just talking about off stream that, uh, the state of pinball, it's like, I, <laughs> there's just, like, what do you do? You're playing at home. Like, I don't know about you. I'm still going out on location some, but we're having to wear a mask and I've grown used to wearing a mask a little bit. Cause it's just, I just have to make sure I don't eat anything freaking terrible before I go out and play. <laughs> I come, like I'm, I'm very well aware of my dental hygiene and my breath mints and all that all of a sudden more than ever. Like this might inadvertently be a good thing for pinball. Cause it's always been about the deodorant and stuff like that you right? know, the body odor.
1: right? Uh, now I'm, sure... I'm
0: pristine. I'm sanitized. <laughs> I got breath mints. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've been really limited about going out. I mean I've I've done I've done the the uh Pinskins, which was really closed. I mean we had probably ten people there. And then uh I did a um player two arcade bar in well, they have one in appleton here and they just opened one up in green bay and they had a turtles and they invited me out to do the stream there uh which i was like yeah uh but uh the basically again it was before they open there was you know four of us you know i, I felt pretty comfortable yeah. um
0: in that pinskins event that was actually a pretty successful event That was probably the yeah. best event that's been put on for all year long since what pen masters pretty much
1: yeah so it's been definitely. the only
0: event i think
1: yeah the, well there was i think there was something in europe recently
0: yeah um, but we're, we're not going to count that uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm sure i heard it was great I, I heard it was great i just haven't got to watch I, it yet
1: no i haven't either i haven't either but yeah they're really you know there's not much to talk about or with tournaments and stuff because uh there's there's really no IFPA. Now there yeah. are tournaments in our area going on. Um, you know, I'm just choosing not to go to them at this point just, just because I don't really want to put myself or my patients at risk. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty much going to work wearing an N95 mask all day long. And then, uh, you know, going back home and we have done some outside activities like uh my kids at baseball but um that's been pretty pretty good as far as social distancing goes even with the kids as much as possible.
0: Right. Well the good so, thing is is even without going to pinball if, for those that are seeing this on YouTube behind you you got plenty of pinball though.
1: <laughs> that's true. Fill up There's another room and then there's another room. So, and this is, this is the small room. So this is really considered the, uh, TV home theater room that, that, (laughs) that leaked pinball machines into it. So,
0: so the small room has a stranger things, a guardians and an iron maiden. I can't tell is that ACDC nearest to you? I can't tell.
1: Uh, uh, it's Deadpool.
0: Deadpool. Oh, I was close. It's yeah, It's,
1: (laughs) it's, it's red. (laughs) yeah I
0: mean it's yeah it's red it's got an action button you know (laughs) it's it's fine they're just like each other I don't know what everybody's talking about well how do you like stranger things I'm curious about that because you're about the only person I know know of that that has extent well not just that but has extensive time on it like everybody's played it but to have actual extensive time on it
1: I I actually enjoy it it's it's a good game it's you know as far as Toys and stuff go on the pro model. Um, you know, you got the Demogorgon and the the ramp flap and that's about it. I do have the UV kit in it, uh, which is really cool. Um, but I really like the Stranger Things theme and uh, the, actually everything is pretty well integrated. They did a, I think Stern did a really good job with the code. They just got to put some, uh, I think there's two more wizard modes that they need to, to add in okay uh, so there it's close to being done
0: see and that's interesting too because i was looking over some of the code updates and it appears that they've had about a dozen this year yeah. alone on that thing yeah so it's in so it's interesting that they don't have the wizard modes in yet is it more or less that they've just been polishing stuff along the way
1: pretty at, much at, i mean they've point? been adding they've been adding some things in they have the, they added the 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 bullshit uh i heard about that
0: <laughs> like what it's, is that mo- i heard everybody talking about it. i haven't heard it yet or seen it yet i just so heard about of, it
1: it's kind of a mystery award so you, you you shoot it in the in the shop between the the ramp uh, the uh, excuse me the left ramp and the uh the drop target area and uh just kind of starts randomly and uh it it's basically all the characters from the show saying bullshit, you know, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And, uh, I think it's, I, it, I'm probably wrong, but it, I, I think it has to do with, you know, your switches and stuff. Um, and, and it, yeah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit. It's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a cool mode. I'm glad it, they added it in.
0: See, so you gotta, you gotta admit though, there's a little meta, to that, that they have a mode in there saying everything's bullshit, and that seems like what everybody's been saying about the <laughs> right. game at times on the forums and everything. No, um, it's,
1: it's one first... of those things.
0: Like, I'll freely admit, I was in line for an LE early on, and the reason being because I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. Like, I've watched the seasons maybe two or three times each. Like, sure. I love the love the show. So I was thinking to myself, okay, great theme you know sterns making it let's let's see what it's all about and then as soon as we got it the only thing that was really stopping me is if i was in on a pro i probably would have went through with it but then the le as soon as i saw the demogorgon i immediately thought that's that shot doesn't look right like immediately yeah. as soon as i saw it and that just i don't have that much confidence in my play tom i, yeah. I just,
1: I'm not, well like, and, and the code has brought that along because initially, I, I was going to say, when I initially played the game, I absolutely hated it. I played it at N-Disc.
0: Um, right. I think I was there with you the first time you might have played it because it was yeah. there off to the side. Project Pinball brought one, I think. yeah Okay. That's what it was. Yep.
1: And you'd throw a couple bucks in it. And, you know, and of course, the one thing you focus on when you first play it is the demo Demogorgon shot. Right. So you get the ramp down and you know, at the time you had to get it in the mouth to, to progress. Um, And now you can actually hit it and uh, it registers hits and you can progress through without actually making that hole, but, um, or, or the mouth shot. But, you know, I'm playing this, trying to hit it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is absolutely terrible. Like I, (laughs) I, you know, it, but I was so focused on that one shot. Um, but since I've bought the game a couple months ago, um, on my personal game, I can make that shot pretty well trapping up on the left side, and and I I'd say a good 60 70 percent of the time I'm making that shot.
0: Really? Yeah. You think a lot of it is just setup?
1: I think it is.
0: So in terms of just having a little bit higher pitch, maybe
1: it's possible. It's hard to say. I mean, I do typically pitch my games higher than most people just because, you know, you and I were used to playing in tournaments. Um, and typically that's how they're set up. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. My, my game also has a ton of plays on it. So I don't know if it's just breaking it in too. Um, it could be it
0: there's probably a lot to say about muscle memory as well like you get in the groove you get used to the shot
1: that's bit too because i mean
0: i have less than 10 plays on it totally and the very first time i played it in disc i hit the mouse shot twice in a row i'm like i don't know what everybody's complaining about (laughs) this is easy like i don't i don't have any idea so then i kept shooting and i was like after the five misses in a row i'm like oh okay and then i got up to 14 i'm like Yep, yep, okay. That makes get, more sense.
1: I get it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just it gave me that false sense of security. I just I was just going beast mode on it cuz I got two in a row. <laughs> well,
1: and of course I you know, I was talking to uh Luke Nahorniak cuz cuz we're good buds and uh he was I was sitting there watching him put up these high scores on, and I'm like what the hell are you doing he's like oh I'm totally he's like I'm totally avoiding that and just playing all the modes and I'm like oh, okay you know so
0: yeah that was a funny part that's why he he told me immediately he's like don't even aim for the middle he's like right. don't do it he's like just avoid it so I was like you're telling me the sucker shot is like the main shot in the game <laughs> like what just avoid it So I listened to him. It's funny because the next time I played it was in uh, Colorado during one of their side tournaments at Nationals and Pinmasters. Is that one of the one-ups? And I think I was, I forgot who was in my group. It might have been. I think I played it twice. I think I had Bowden and somebody else. And I think I played Joe Lemire on it once. And I just did the exact same thing. Like I just avoided the middle as much as I could. And then even when it did the, it's upside down thing or whatever, I was looking at it. I'm like, okay I see the points counting down or whatever it's doing I'm like this looks like it's worth a lot but I'm gonna listen to Luke and just say (laughs) don't hit that and I'm just gonna leave it so I'm just sitting there I'm just watching seven six five four three yeah I'm just watching millions count down I'm thinking to myself all right maybe I should have done that I don't know but I mean it worked out though I just listened to what he he was saying just start modes get into uh I don't even know what it's called where you hit, it's like the uh, attack from Mars thing where you get into total annihilation. What do they yeah, call that?
1: It's called the uh, total isolation.
0: Oh, there you go. So that's what <laughs> I was going for as well. I didn't get there, but that's, I mean, I feel like even if you're going for that, you're going to start some modes along the way anyways in a multiball when yep. it sticks. So, but yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. So you said you have a pro, right? Yes. Cause that's that seems to be what everybody says that I do talk to, they prefer the pro over right. the premium.
1: From what I've seen um, just online on Pinside, you know, a lot of people complain about the lock shot on the premium. Um, I think the projector is cool, but a lot of people seem to have trouble dialing in that shot. And to me, it's like if I have to get a game, spend a couple thousand dollars more and try to get that feature to work, not worth it to me so yeah you know i i on most of the games nowadays i think i prefer playing the pros than i do the premium and le's
0: yeah i'm getting there as you can tell my nine (laughs) thousand dollar paperweight behind me right now
1: (laughs) i know we've talked about that yeah oh
0: gosh yeah Uh, for those that don't know i got a ninja turtles le And the reason why some of you may not know about that, because I was talking about a lot early on, but I haven't got the damn thing to work 100%. It's what, we're filming this right now, August 7th. I got it July 2nd, and it was already less than 100% by July 4th. And it has not been 100% since then. I've been waiting on boards, got new boards in, something else goes out. Now I'm waiting on a servo board, which is supposed to be here today. So I'm hoping today, because the glider's out right now, Right. Like it'll score points, but I can't move it back and forth. I can't get the diverter to go where I want it. And that's a major feature. If you get a premium or an LE. Yep. Like besides the turtle van spitting out, it's a major feature. And what I'm finding is too, and I've talked about this a few times. I don't think I've talked to, uh, talk to you about this, but the turtle van is actually eating balls gearing a multi ball. So it'll reload whatever the code is. It causes the turtle van to reload uh, three locked okay. balls or whatever so if you hit the right ramp while it's doing that action you're gonna lose your ball oh nice and yeah that's what i say every single time it happens so i'm like
1: great i hit that shot and i just effed myself yeah
0: it's so frustrating and i haven't heard anybody else talk about it so it's making me think is something up with mine that it's just firing early or is that what it's supposed to do because i haven't seen another premium or le and i think i watched dead flip Doing it, I noticed it was shooting up there at the same time during his multi ball, but he didn't hit a right ramp shot during that time. Okay, so that's really frustrating because that's a feature for the premium and LE too, having the turtle van load up and be able to spit out balls during the turtle power multi ball.
1: And I know they just released a code update like not a couple of days ago,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm just, I'm waiting. I I always wait at least 48 hours, put the code in, because.
1: Smart, I I don't, I just go for it.
0: Well, I used to, and (laughs) legit two years ago or three years ago, as soon as I got my Star Wars, I bricked the damn thing with one of the code updates. Like it just bricked it.
1: I remember that, and that was one of the time, I had a Star Wars Pro, and I think that was one of the times where I didn't update my game. And I was like, good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, th- to put this in perspective, Tom, that was one of the first times I updated my game immediately. Like, I'm usually really lazy about doing that, but I love Star Wars, and I love the theme, and I'm like, oh, new code, okay, let's go, let's go. Get it loaded <laughs> up, I'm all ready to go. Hit the start button, and nothing. I'm like, what in the hell? It just... Yeah, first world problems, I'm, man, breaking my shit. That's, I, all, I that's all I do.
1: I've I've had... I, I've bought a lot of new inbox games and I've had issues, I think, with every new inbox game I've had. Most of them have been small, but um yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. I mean, you're with pinball, you're gonna always have something amiss.
0: You yeah. Know?
1: And, I mean, I was I was actually thinking about it before we went live, and I was like you know what? What games have I gotten and and you know had issues with? And it's like, okay, I bought my first new inbox was Spider Man. Get it downstairs, put the legs on. My friend Eric was here, and you know, turn it on. Nothing's happening. It's like that's weird. You know, and at the time, I didn't know a lot about fixing games, and and he was he's pretty good at at pinball repair. And uh, sure about enough, what,
0: about what year was this that this, this was happening?
1: Oh, this was probably two thousand eight,
0: two thousand nine. Okay, so that gives that gives everybody an idea about twelve years ago. Okay,
1: yeah, and this this was you know, this was towards the end of the original Spider-Man run um because I think it came out in like oh seven. I I. Being new to the hobby, I bought from pinballs.com um, and uh, my game has, it's considered like a limited edition because it's signed by uh, Steve Ritchie and Gary Stern. I
0: about to say, you might have the only $15,000 Spider-Man <laughs> in existence.
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but uh, getting back to my story, so it, it was the fuse in the service outlet it was supposed to be a five, five amp fuse. I think it is. And, uh, it was like a 0.5. So obviously, you know, a little issue there. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, which, which begged the question, like, did, was this ever tested when it left the factory kind of thing? Cause you'd think somebody would have caught that turning the game on, but, uh, yeah, put a, a fuse in there the right fuse and then everything worked great and i I really haven't had a lot of issues with that game since you know um i mean good good experience but um
0: it's kind of a unique thing that you're talking about though the fact that a lot of these pins you know we're paying good money for these pins obviously if it's new in box you're not paying less than fifty-five hundred usually you know, you usually, but typically, right. And so even the premiums and LEs, obviously they get even higher. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I even find myself kind of getting to the point, I'm getting to that line where I'm like, what's acceptable that I know I've got to tweak something, dial something in compared to just flat out having to fix something to where I feel like I'm actually, an out-of-state line worker for Stern, constantly trying to get something just right. You know what I mean?
1: Right. You got to understand, I mean, the games are shipped. They're going to be moving around. Crap happens, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you might have – you might turn on your game and, uh, you know, or you might want to check your game before you turn them on make sure the connectors are okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I tend to play them – you know, I'll turn them on, play them. If I notice some things, like when I, I bought my Jurassic Park Pro, um, I was the uh, the target behind the raptor that that would start the raptor it was getting stuck on the on the post, and I actually had to take the uh, the target out and reposition it so it wouldn't get stuck anymore. Uh, but you know. It, things things can happen i mean switches can get out of whack you know um there's just so many
0: moving parts to the machine it's bound it's bound to have something always
1: you're gonna have something wrong with it if you buy a pinball machine expect at some point in its life you're gonna have to fix something
0: right and that's that's kind of where i'm at that i have the expectations that there's gonna be little things yeah, especially out of box. I have the expectation with everything that there's gonna be little things. What I don't have the expectation of is that node boards are gonna completely fail or mechs are gonna completely not work. Just like that turtle van, you know, right. digging into the back of the ramp. I'm just kind of thinking to myself because I I hate that that happens because I feel like that that takes away from Borg's hard work, from Dwight Sullivan's hard work, from everybody that's put time into that pen, like artwork with zombie yeti everybody and then you have one thing that's a central mech that just flat out you could tell that obviously it got past the whitewood stage and it should in theory work and it's working for a lot of people it is this isn't everybody so it means at some point whoever was actually assembling that just got flat out lazy and whoever was checking on the work just got flat out lazy that day that's the only thing i can think of
1: yeah, I mean, with these boards, you know, with surface mount components and stuff, it, it's hard to say if, you know, when when that stuff's going to fail. And, you know, you, you could get a faulty board from the fact, you know, from yep. the actual makers. So,
0: it, and it's not just Stern because the same thing happened with my Hot Wheels. I have a driver board that went out within 48 hours and the yep. Hot Wheels has been the other brick. That's been sitting there because the magnet and the slings don't work right now.
1: I bought a Houdini and uh, the, the CPU went out on it and uh, uh, ended up, you know, sending it back. They sent me one really quick and, you know, uh, obvious.
0: we should have just played foosball. <laughs> Like exactly like <laughs> talking about, we should have just gotten to foosball.
1: That's exactly, it it'd be a lot easier. You know these these, these machines aren't light. You know, <laughs> no, they're not.
0: They're, they are not. That's why every single time I just push it upstairs because I can't use the Esclara to get up my stairs the way that they're set. So okay. I have to actually physically put the machine on a piece of cardboard and I just get underneath it and I just push it up there while monica my wife just supports me along the way she cheers me on she'll sometimes help push though
1: so do you have like a landing next to a wall
0: yeah so what we'll do we'll pick it up and i'll walk up there and she'll be down at the bottom of it because she's she is brutally strong for her size it's insane she used to be in the fitness competitions and athletics and all that so she still sure. has she has that mama bear strength is what I call it. So <laughs> yeah, as soon as I lay it down the landing, she'll just get underneath it and just push it straight up vertical to a 90 degree angle. And then we'll just kind of shift it around and then lay it down on the cardboard and just get on with our push. And I tell her every single time, I'm like, that's my workout for the day. <laughs> like, I'm good. Legs are done for three weeks.
1: So I have to show you what I do. Cause I have a real narrow landing and I would have to take the head off of my games to get the escalera and the body of the game down the to the to the floor of my basement
0: really even the modern games like everything you gotta take the heads off wow
1: no i i don't what i do i have a, a a harbor freight lift uh uh table right a lift table that i i put and what i do is i bring the game down to basically the first stair put the game on on the uh the lift and then i take the uh escalera off uh and that works out really well and then i can just basically wheel my game into the basement and uh kind of you know the the back end of the game with the coin door sticking up and then i can bring it bring it in here and put the legs on and stuff and um you know but
0: it's funny how we end up getting a system down yeah pretty like much other people can see it and they're like, how did you do this <laughs> like just watch just watch I got it
1: when anybody buys a game, I'm like L- let me do this <laughs> you know kind of thing like you're not gonna know how to get it out of here you know we'll we'll get it out in one piece but uh just you got you gotta trust me on this kind of oh, thing yeah. Gosh. yeah that yeah exactly that reminds
0: me of our buddy Austin Trent who's down here in Oklahoma yeah. he uh yep. He puts his games. He has three of them, and he has them upstairs, right? Which yep. sounds normal. A lot of people have them upstairs. What's not normal is is that his landing is basically a full-on like 180 degree turn, okay. right? Like to where you're going up, and then you got to immediately turn, go back right. Yep. He somet- he somehow has a hobbit, Jersey Jack hobbit up there. And I still have no idea. The way he described how he got it up there, that somebody had to come and they actually just carried it all the way and they got underneath it, forcing it through. And he's like, yeah, I thought my helper was just going to die. It was just going to drop on him at any point. And I'm like, and you're still willing to get it up there? Like you're not... Like the things we do for pinball. I think my help's going to die, but I'm going to chance it <laughs> to get this bitch up there.
1: <laughs> at least it's the helper, not myself.
0: Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, at least he's going to break the fall of the pin and it'll be okay. Right. I'll still get Hobbit up there no matter what. <laughs> God, I mean, so... We touched base earlier on the uh, Pinskins event that was held at, I think they were calling it District 82 at that point?
1: No, it, it, we, yeah, it, it was formerly uh, Title Town Pinball. Right. And and now it's, now it's District 82 Pinball.
0: So tell us about that place a little bit, because I've yeah. never been there, but I've heard about it a lot, and I know that that's the talk that eventually there will be some huge national-level tournaments going there because you guys have built up like an insane scene there.
1: Yeah to where you guys
0: are already getting like national level whopper numbers pretty much.
1: Yeah. Uh I mean it's it's gotten to a point where we have uh Tuesday night leagues and you know the winners getting 30, 35 whopper points because there's 80, 90 people uh showing up that's on incredible a, on a Tuesday night. And the funny thing was when uh Eric, you know, he he kind of he kind of came came to me cause he's in my Fox cities pinball league and he's like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And I was kind of like, uh, I, I don't know, you know, our area, you know, we, we have some pinball, but I mean, I'm like, it'd be great. Uh, but he's like, yeah. And I'm thinking about doing like a Tuesday night league. He's like, do you think I could get a lot of people? And I'm like, Honestly, no. Wow. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so, so he legit
0: started this. See, I always thought the community was already established. That place. Well, so, so that place the, established the bigger community. Yeah. What you're saying. Happened. Yeah. The wow. community's okay. been
1: established, um, right. but he certainly brought in a lot more people to the community um, because there, there's always there's always been tournaments. I I was I've been running tournaments out of my house for probably the past six seven years um and you know our our scene was pretty much um we had a milwaukee scene which there wasn't a lot it was mostly home collectors uh there's jim Radovich, Neo skywalker um and then there some some local events and then there was um the madison area and that that was more of a um you know there was there's madison pinball and they have right a ton of locations out there uh you know supporting you know the hobby and and local pinball and a lot of tournaments were were being done there um and then you know eric started this thing and it all kind of exploded and getting back to the Tuesday thing, I was like, you know, Eric, they're doing Tuesday night leagues in Madison, which is a bigger area, and they're getting at most 20 people. So I'm like, you're probably only gonna get about 20 people. I think the first Tuesday league he had probably 40 people. Wow which, which is a normal was like a normal tournament for us. Right. So yeah it was and then you know, it's gotten to a point where it's like, well, now you got to sign up for league or you might not, you know, I think he, I think he maxes out right now at like 90, 95 people. And it's gotten to a point where you got to sign up for tournaments and leagues early because (laughs) you you might miss out. (laughs) And that's,
0: and that is amazing in itself I, the fact that there's a league out there there's probably less than 3 leagues in the entire country in which they have to max out their participants in that form you know what i mean that gets up to that level that's that's insane
1: it's amazing and the amazing thing is he's actually he's still running tournaments during the you know uh, right. covid pandemic uh, he is doing things really the right way, though. Uh, he's, he's doing temperature checks before you come in. Um, and then he, everybody has to wear a mask when you're inside. Right. So, you know, and there's hand sanitizer. I haven't felt comfortable to go back, but there's a lot of people still going. I mean, he's still getting 40 or 50 people at these events, which just it, it amazes me. That is it really amazes me.
0: So pretty much the way that he has it set up, not, not currently now, obviously during COVID, cause there's a lot of different things, but the way that it was pre COVID, was it pretty much what he had envisioned? Why he came to I, you at the very first, it pretty much matches up.
1: I think so yeah i i mean i can't speak for eric but right. i'm sure he'd always you know he he always wants to expand and and get more people to come and you know he'll he'll call me up and how can we get more people and i'm like more people you got 95 people coming yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: hey, it's just like collecting pinball machines you get <laughs> yeah. one more you're yeah. collecting league members now we just need one more <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know it you know and it's hard to get in some regards, it's hard to get new people to come and, you know, and, and stick with it, you know, and that, I think that's the challenge, you know, how, how do you get people to really keep that interest in pinball alive when you have that many people competing and, I think he, you know, Eric does it the right way. He he holds different events, his leagues are all match play. And he leaves it open to everybody to, you know, basically you can while matches are going on, you can you can, you know, play an open game as long as you're not annoying the people who are still playing.
0: Yeah. And uh, there's, there's something to that too. When you, whenever you pay a flat fee and you have all the pins on free play after that, the fact yeah. that you, you feel a little bit better as a player to go explore more, to absolutely. get out of your comfort, to get out of your comfort zone. You're not necessarily just going to put in just time on just a theme that you absolutely love. Like you're going to find the older games. You're going to find stuff like that. That's, I, I think that that really helps a community get better overall players get better overall i mean i I think it's very helpful for sure
1: absolutely and and i would say for the most part everybody's friendly there you know i you know would i if somebody came up to me and said how do you play this game i would i would tell them you know unless we're in an active match you know then i'm like you know, I really don't want to give you any tips to be right. Well, plus then you tell one person <laughs> tips, you
0: got to tell everybody <laughs> them right. just to, just to make it right. Yeah,
1: right, right. But you know, when people come up to me and they're like, "How did you do this?" or you know, "How do you get to this in this game?" I'll uh, if I know, I'll tell them. You know, uh, and everybody's like that there. You know, and and that's that's the great thing about it. Yeah, that's you know, everybody's friendly.
0: That's really helpful too, especially when you have, I would think having that big a community also that a lot of people have a lot of knowledge on different games and therefore it makes it a lot easier and a lot more accessible for newer players to get involved because they have goals to go after immediately and they understand them easily. Cause I'm sure people can explain it fairly easily to them as well.
1: Well, and that, that. I think his location has really helped me be a better all-around player because typically I I collect mostly the DMD games and the newer Sterns and newer games like that um whereas I I had limited EM's or early solid states and there's a lot of that there so I can I can go to those games and practice them and learn learn how to play them uh you know going to my first pinberg you know it was it, i i remember playing games that i, I don't know what this game is yeah. you know you <laughs> yeah, know yeah there's 300 plus games you know how you know how can you have that knowledge unless you've been playing competitively for a long time
0: yeah. I would think Colin is about McAlpine is about the only one with this <laughs> game of, or his notebook of like 600 games or whatever, <laughs> something like that. Cause we were talking about that earlier. I was talking about that with somebody else that, you know, I, I get caught up in that as well, going mainly the modern route. And I think everybody kind of does at the very beginning. And then sure. you start discovering that there's some other games out there in terms of solid states or EMs, because I know for a fact, at least on a competitive level, I love classics, but I'm terrible at playing them. I think one of the first times we met was at NDISC. and the ongoing joke there was that the people that did know me were supposed to be stopping me from playing classics (laughs) because I knew I was just throwing away my money, but it's like, crack, I was just ready to go get more, and I just
1: yeah i put i put uh i i put maybe two or four entries in classics and I was like yeah, i'm good i'm I'm good I'm going back to Maine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
0: about where I was at as well <laughs> like I purposely didn't go for the target classics that they had at the beginning yeah. did you play in that uh at all, do you know tar- what your... are well, it was. Oh. I forgot what they called it. It was the uh, classics event that they had the oh, first day. yes, I think Jason Werdek won it. Yeah, yes. I was.
1: Yeah, I played horrible. <laughs> uh, I I played absolutely horrible. First of all, I was. We we uh, I came with uh, Ryan Spindler, who's a player from Madison. Right. And um, we we got in that night. I think I I think I the night before I, I worked, we we flew out late at night. I think we I think we got in like California time, like midnight, one AM, which wow. is and,
0: and it's still an hour drive pretty much <laughs> right, from there.
1: Right. So yeah, by the time we got to our hotel, I think it was maybe one, 1.30 AM California time. And then you know you gotta get up and go go to the tournament in the morning you know (laughs) so yeah and i can't remember when it started but i i remember i was so tired and i was like why did i do this (laughs) and probably the first five rounds i was like i know i could be playing way better than this and uh i I, by the time it would by the time we continued on i was playing better but i i just felt like i was like nah i I, I should have been more, uh, more rested, more prepared for it. Well, it's,
0: it, it's one of those it was things fun. too. It was still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it seemed like that tournament was absolutely stacked because obviously yes. it's all the, all the best players pretty much from around the country are coming in for the open anyways. Yep. And so a lot of them were using this as either ways to get, you know, more whoppers or ways to get warmed up or. You know, or even I'm sure there were some players there that just wanted the opportunity to play with some big names at the very beginning as well. But of the ma- the majority of people there, though, they were all legit players, and I was seeing big names yep. at the bottom after five or six rounds. And you know, I mean, it's it's going to happen. You know, when you're mixing that many great players, somebody's got to lose at some yep. point. But yeah, it's it was a, I, it looked like a great tournament, though.
1: Yeah, it it was it was well done, uh, Carl. Pretty much ran it. Uh, he didn't. He didn't play in it. He just ran the whole thing. And I mean, kudos to Carl for doing that. I mean, that uh, I, you know, running tournaments in my house. I'm like, there's no way I'd want to, you know, run a tournament all day and not play in it because I'd be like itching to play. You know, yeah, like, I gotta yeah. play.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a lot of sacrifice too to do something oh, like that, especially when you're also a world class player yourself. You know, and you have this opportunity in your own backyard, you're, you know, I don't know where he lives, but obviously he doesn't have quite as far to travel as the majority of people. But yeah, I mean, when you get that many people in, that's your friends that are great players, you want to compete, you want to give yourself an opportunity to play against the best as well. So, I mean, that, that is a big deal that he helps put on that tournament without, I mean, it's totally a selfless thing to do for sure. Cause it's a great, I mean, it's an excellent run tournament. I had a lot of fun there.
1: Yeah, it was, it was great. And Jim Belcedo too. I mean, Mm -hmm. those, uh, I think Bob Matthews. uh, Yeah. Those, those guys, I mean, that is a fantastic tournament. I, I go back there in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that'll be the one if they canceled that this upcoming year, which word going around is pretty much
1: sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I am going to sit in the fetal position and just absolutely cry (laughs) because I enjoyed that tournament so much. And, you know, getting out of Oklahoma, seeing something completely different because California is completely different than Oklahoma. I mean, it was bonkers. I don't know if you looked out of your plane at the roads down below. I've never seen that much traffic in my life. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how they do it. We kind
1: of, we kind of hit it go, going back to the airport. Uh, uh, what was it? a uh, Sunday night. But, uh, well, uh, well, we, we left when, um, what was it? The, uh, high stakes tournament was going on. And right. there was there, even late at night, there was, there was a lot of traffic.
0: Yeah. It, it still you know? took us an hour and a half to get back to the airport and yep. this was 10 30 11 o'clock at night and everybody's driving around like it was like four or five o'clock traffic here in oklahoma i'm like, God, you're kidding me here Yep. like my anxiety was just through the roof because i was driving with uh sam swain i don't know if you remember who that is he's based mm-hmm. out of kansas which, wichita kansas but he was my ride there and uh Sam decided we were driving on the Autobahn apparently, and we were just doing 90 95 all the way to get back. And everybody else was doing 90 95 to get back. I'm like, this is freaking nuts. Just take (laughs) me back to Oklahoma where I might see somebody riding on a horse next to me or a tractor going down the road. (laughs) Right. Ridiculous. The things I do for pinball, man. How did your your overall open end up going? Because I know you made a division in Maine, which is incredible because I mean, it was tough. Not out there.
1: I made a division, and uh, I think I was uh, the second or third seat in my group. And uh, I, I basically didn't, I didn't get to pick any of the games. Uh, so our first one was Star. I, I got knocked out of the first round. Our first one was Starlight, which honestly, I've, I've played it enough where I felt, I felt comfortable on it. Um but uh, everybody in the group had uh, just a horrible game. So it was basically like whoever could suck the least won that game. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think I sucked the most. you know I was oh. going into ball three I I didn't need much of a score. It's like if I just do something and I think I, you know, bricked a shot and it went down the out lane. It's like, well, there goes that, you know? So now, now I'm like, okay, now I got to really, really play hard. And, and uh, I think we played, um, oh yeah. uh, Class of 1812 was picked next. And I can't remember. I took first or second on that. And then, so I was feeling pretty good and I'm like, okay, now I just, I have to have a really good, next game and the next game was jurassic park and i was like i i felt good about it um and i played decent on it but not not good enough yeah so i think i took third on it or something like that and again if i just would have had had a good game i, I would have moved on
0: just have that one extra shot yep. that- yep. yeah yeah it's like i, I mean,
1: started i started my control room i think i was close to getting multi-ball going and and yeah chaos was, multi-ball and
0: that was further than i got on that i yeah <laughs> i went there thinking jurassic park would be one of my cornerstones of my cards i played it, it twice i'm like i'm complete horseshit on this game it's it
1: it It played tough. I remember we were playing dollar games in the, in the classics bank and we were, we were watching what was going on. And, you know, I'm, you know, Elwin's on it and I'm like, Oh, he's going to destroy this. And he had a bad game on it. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, if he had a bad game on that game, I'm like, man, that was playing tough.
0: Yeah, it it really was. I I remember that could not break 20 million. On yeah, three games. I couldn't the, do it.
1: The tilt was tight. So if you were making your shots, you were probably, you were in trouble. Yeah. But
0: that, that sums up my gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> game pretty much.
1: <laughs> yeah, Well It's, I,
0: it's funny too, because you mentioned Elwin. He actually played in front of me on okay. one of my games, on Jurassic Park. And I'm like, you know, you could look at this two ways. And I was looking at it from the positive way. Great. I'm going to see how he does it. And I'm going to try to do it like that. That right. was in my head. I'm like, okay. And I noticed he was not post-passing at all from left to right. He would go into, I I guess it's the helicopter shot. I don't even know what you call that shot.
1: Like the, like the, the far
0: right. right that oh, comes back right. To, yeah. The, from the, the left the, that comes the, back to uh, the right.
1: The helipad shot. Yeah,
0: helipad shot. Right. Yeah. So he was going from left to the helipad shot, coming back to the right, and then comboing that T-Rex ramp. Right. Okay. So... I decided he's doing that all game. He's being successful with it. I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing. I get up there. I get all settled in. Brick. I aim for, yeah, brick, that lane, power drain. I'm like, shit. So, <laughs> so I get back on it. I do the same thing again. Ball two. I'm like, I'm going
1: to do this again. I'm going to do what, it. Brick. When am- <laughs> back out again. It, when of my, th- one of my least favorite uh, Pinberg memories was playing in in uh, in a group with Elwin. Bob Matthews and Chris Stevens. Um, <laughs> uh, I I think I was ranked. It was it was day one. I think I was ranked like 32 going into it was the last round, and I remember the Bank of Games pretty. We we started on uh, I think it was Freedom with um Right. And uh, first ball, I'm ahead of everybody. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. That was the last time I led the entire the entire four game series. <laughs> <laughs> it happens uh, like that. Yeah, it happens. Uh, after that I I it was it was the first time in Pinburg I I took it zero for the for the entire uh,
0: entire round. Oh yeah. man. What and what that, year was this?
1: Uh it's a couple of years, a couple ago, of years ago. So it's probably 2017-2018. Okay. so uh yeah and then uh, that knocked me right into the b division i was at the top of a and uh the zero brought me down to B.
0: just a nuclear blast just, yeah on your whole pinberg it,
1: it was a uh, freedom vague vegas which uh god that's a terrible game that's that a
0: solid state
1: yeah it's a gottlieb uh early solid state okay. yeah. and yeah. basically the whole game is you you loop the left basically the left. And I'm watching, I'm watching Elwin doing like a fricking robot. And like, he is just, he must've hit the shot 15 times in a row. And uh, you know, I'd get up there, hit it once, twice, three, brick, drain, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And that uh, pretty much how to score in that game is, is, is what you do there. And then we played Force Force Two, which at the time I had never played before in my life, had no idea what to do. And then we played uh Batman Dark Knight, uh, which I owned at the time and I felt pretty comfortable on it. I just uh, you know, I think I had like thirty million on it, and that was that was last place.
0: Wow. I bet that ended up being a long player too.
1: Yeah. Even on Pinburg
0: settings that yeah
1: yeah. Yeah, the you other should, game. Just the, other the game's not point point so much. Hurry up.
0: That's what you should have <laughs> did, The billion point. Hurry up!
1: There you go. Should have focused up. on that.
0: <laughs> well, you tried to do the low score strategy,
1: <laughs> right? All right. It just didn't work. Yeah, didn't work. They they weren't buying it. <laughs> but it, it was kind of funny, you know. Yeah, it was it was different. It was a well, different experience.
0: Yeah, and at that stage too, it's I've only been able to play one Pinberg so far, and it was I had such a great time, but it was such a beautiful disaster at the same time too. <laughs> and I know we've talked about it a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: And for those that don't know, I had one round in which I think my whole group ended up qualifying either E, D, or C division, and I was the leader in the pack was C division. Like that's how bad. We were all playing at the time and what was really funny about it was is this was a crucial round for me because i was still in the thick of things like i was around the cusp of a and b right i was like right on the cut line and i felt like okay i'm playing bad but i'm still here confident let's go for it and we got uh stern dracula very first game and the group that i had was they were all well, no, actually I take the back. I wasn't AB, I was BC. I was right there. So all everybody here was kind of right around that area, right? And there was a nice lady in there that might've been like 60 some odd years old, sweetest <laughs> woman ever. She, I think she went shopping in between rounds, had a bag. She never set the bag down, left it on the shoulder the whole entire game. <laughs> just annihilated me (laughs) just, oh my gosh. I just, I got taken to school, just took a dead last on that game. And I was just, I was tilted from there. I'll admit like it wasn't even panic. It wasn't anxiety. It was like, are you effing kidding me right now? I just, (laughs) I couldn't hit anything. I would get trapped up. I'd get control. I wasn't getting house balls. I just, I was blind. I could not hit Uh, anything but a post and that's the way it goes sometimes. It
1: happens. It happens. I kind of relate pinball to golf. I mean, you know, you can go out one day, play a course and just, just play great. You know, you're, you're hitting your drives, you're, you're, you're knocking your short games. Great. You're not going to close the hole. You're making all your putts. And then the next day you're, you're hooking everything. You're slicing everything. You know, you're hitting it over the green when you shouldn't be, and uh, you're not making any putts and that's, Sometimes how it can be.
0: Yeah, that's that's rough. It's like you get out of that flow state to where yep. sometimes you can you can feel like you can hit any shot, and then other times you're just praying that you hit the biggest ramp out there, even yep. if it's not for any points. I'm like, I'm I'm happy with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, how could I not be making this shot?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it happens every single time. It's every awesome. single time. I, I remember one game in particular. I think this is at Klepen, I was doing a uh, qualifying match. It was Herb format, so best game. And I was on a Metallica. And so I was just gonna do Sparky all day strategy. And I legit missed Sparky four times in a row from a trap. (laughs) I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And it just, sometimes it just goes like that. It just, it is what it is. And it sometimes be like that. It's just, it gets frustrating. But that's that's why pinball is very humbling. Yes, in that way, very, very humbling in that way. Well, what's your plans then? If there's not going to be any pinball coming up, what's your plans for pinball in general? Pinball? Are you going to be buying new games? Or are you going to be anything I, got your eye right now?
1: I'd like to eventually get a Turtles Pro. Uh, after playing that at, uh, you know, when I did the stream at Player Two, I'm like, this is this is a really good game. Uh, yeah. I, you know, it's got a great layout. Uh, I like how they put the three ramps in there, too. Um, yeah, Borg, Borg did a nice job, I think, yeah. with the game. But, you know, uh, other than that, I'm going to do some streaming. I'm I'm hoping eventually to get back to playing some tournament pinball. But I think until the numbers are at least down to, a, you know, right now in our area, they're kind of fluctuating. Uh, the right. governor, governor has a mass mandate, so you have to wear a mask inside. Uh, but other than that, you know, our numbers are somewhere, they range from 400 to 800 cases a, a day in Wisconsin. Right.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to tell, especially with fall and winter coming up when typically <laughs> viruses get the worst. Yep. So it's, there's, there's no telling. that's why we're, I'm just kind of just sitting back and I, I don't even anticipate playing again at an actual event until TPF of next year. And even then
1: well, and hopefully, I'm cautious.
0: Yeah. Even then I'm just cautiously, it would not surprise me one bit if we're still out until summer. Like, did they yeah. give you, cause they obviously have pushed off, uh, IFBA, which is the world championship for everybody. Do you know about when they pushed that off to they give yeah. it any indication?
1: Yeah. Josh sent emails out. Uh, it sounds like they're going to move it basically to May and it's, you know, kind of like nothing ever happened. So I guess originally it was supposed to be in Germany this year for the, for IFPA, would it be 18?
0: Uh, uh, was it, well, is it Fort Myers? Cause it's in Germany last year, is it?
1: Yeah, I think it's supposed to be going back to Germany. But oh, you're talking
0: about for next year for, for 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: If we, if, if the, the Fort Myers one happened, but it's still going to be in Fort Myers, okay. um, so yeah, I was just...
0: curious how they were going to do that. If they were going to do basically two separate IFBAs and how they were going to do the stern pro circuit, since they had, they canceled that also, right. or postpone it, at least so I'm curious to see how they do that as well.
1: You know, I'm assuming nationals isn't going to happen this year and Mm -hmm. the state championships and all that stuff, which I would assume, you know, that's another thing. It's like, well, there's dollars out there. So I assume, you know, that all gets calculated into when it just restarts back up. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's some normalcy by, by, you know, 2021, but who knows? Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's well,
0: it's it's just one of those things that the toughest part about it is too is not just not the lack of tournaments. It's just the lack of interaction with people that you're used to interacting with on right. a consistent basis as well. Like just, right. you know, like right now, we we're, we're having last time we saw each other was what, March, and now you know, we're having just to talk through a computer <laughs> right? in August and there's still no end in sight. So I I don't know. I mean, I would say first world problems, but everybody's having this issue and it's just, gosh, I mean, hopefully it ends at some point, but I could see eventually when things start kind of getting back to whatever normal normal is going to be at that point, I could see, you know, events like you guys held like the Penskins event. I could see those types of events coming around because that one the way that you guys had that and put that on that really interests me like i would love to yeah. do an event similar to that and i've tried to figure it out as well and it just you know i think that a lot of places if they're still having events those are that's a great example to look towards and for those that are wondering it's on a uh, fox city's pinball right yep. at your youtube yep. yes so and i'll link that down below in the show notes and you guys will be able to see their full pinskins event which was 18 holes i believe and ten dollars per hole per player yep
1: we, we each threw 10 bucks in, and uh, basically it was pin golf format and we, we each came up with an objective and the idea was to come up with really kind of hard objectives, but somewhat attainable. Uh, so there was a lot of like trying to get to mini wizard modes and things like that. Um, and think, all
0: those pins were set up tournament caliber too, because they yes. always are, which makes Which for those that don't know, when you got a, a pen set up tournament caliber, you usually have open out lanes, usually no rubbers on, on post. Although, I mean, sometimes you will, and things are set to competition mode and the games are just incredibly hard to play. So when you watch this video and you see what the targets are, like those are difficult, those are difficult to do on a default setup. And they're doing this on a tournament setting, which is pretty incredible. Like what it was hand of the King. Yeah, that was one of mine yeah yeah and so what else did you have what else did Uh, you do because you're the crazy person that says hand of the king on, (laughs) on game of thrones
1: typically that's not a hard objective for me like usually i can do it in three balls that day i couldn't you know you know and of course i was the one making the rules like well you can't you can't pick this house or that house and right you know to make it harder too but what was the uh, default
0: I, house you guys had it on
1: um Do you remember i think you could pick anything but uh stark or uh uh
0: tarragon yeah. um,
1: the yeah right <laughs> <laughs> the dragon one the, the dragon. dragon one um those two you couldn't pick but anything else
0: okay so what were the other games oh no had?
1: no i'm sorry i i i think i just finally made it i'm like just pick martel
0: you know, oh, okay. You can
1: have the add ball for multi-ball, which really, when you're getting a hand of the king, right. Yeah, as long as you're completing your modes in multi-ball after that, doesn't really matter. Right. Um. So the other ones I had, I picked uh, Star Trek Premium, which uh, I picked Kobayashi Maru, which blew up Naturally. in my face. Because <laughs> uh, Luke, Luke <laughs> he
0: goes for that every game, no matter right, what he's playing.
1: Right, doesn't matter. It's doesn't Kobayashi ma- Maru, I'm going <laughs> to i'm gonna go kobayashi maru this. i'm
0: playing joker poker let's go for kobayashi <laughs> maru yeah
1: speaking of joker poker the one f replay florida <laughs> we, we were,
0: <laughs> thank you we were actually talking about that it's on like... the last podcast yeah. <laughs> We were, i briefly told that story on the last podcast when i had dominic on and uh we were kind of going over that and i was telling myself i need to get luke on here for him to tell that story yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah. Luke came up to me he's like you know there's no tilt in Joker poker I'm like what I'm like I, I guess I've been playing that game wrong and some seeing people like throw in the machine and by the end of the night I'm like oh my god
0: well it, that's what I was telling uh telling somebody about it I was telling Dom about it what cracked me up I was like Luke was like the kid when he came up and told us this because I, I remember this I was watching classics because I I I wasn't playing classics. I was just watching it. I had, I actually had some self control back then, but Luke came up to us and he's like a kid on Christmas morning, that just discovered he didn't just get one bike. He has three bikes under the tree, because he's like he's like you know there, there's no tilt on Joker Poker. I'm like oh shit. I know exactly what's going to happen. Not uh, even 10 minutes later, not even <coughs> 10 minutes later, I see that back box come off a of Joker <laughs> Poker. Because Luke is just having his <laughs> way with it. <laughs> we're, we're at a high-level tournament. <laughs> and he's trapped up trying to push
1: the back box back in. The, the, the light board? Yes. Yeah, the light board. Yeah, <laughs> the light board. I remember that. That was Classic.
0: I was like, Oh my gosh. And it didn't even till now I'm thinking to myself, Oh my god. Everybody else sees this. What else is gonna happen? This is gonna be the most abused pin in the history of <laughs> pinball. And he, he put up a high score too with that, I think.
1: I just I just remember I had uh, I had a good game on um um god, what was it? Uh Robo War. Right. Early on, I yep. think I had the the high score, and uh, I had about four tournaments players. I think it was like Adam Lefkoff and Jim Belcito and a bunch of people. I didn't know it at the time, but when I finished my game, I I looked behind me, and they're they're just watching. Adam's like, "What did what did you do?" You know, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I, I told him, I'm like, well, first of all, cause the gate's missing. I'm like, I made sure not to live catch. Right. And then uh, I, I tried to go, he's like, did you try to go for a multi-ball? I said, I wasn't try. I, I, I tried a few times and uh, I did get a couple successful shots to it. Um, but I wasn't necessarily. Yeah. Uh, hardcore trying for it right you know, that that game is a lot of spinner and if you can get it to the right side not drain down that that right in lane right and, and if you could get it lighter light your spinner and you can really rip it and just go
0: to town on it
1: yeah but you know it's hard Hard to do, but you know, the balls just kind of magically sometimes got to go over there. You got to nudge it over there. But
0: well, it's it, one of those things, too, even in a herb format, you some you got to have a little bit of luck involved yes. at least on one or two. Like, there's always to me, especially dealing with a lot of top level players, you, there's always at least two or three games where you just know you're going to get a great score, like you feel confident on it, you just yep. know, and then you always got those filler games that you know, unless you're extremely lucky that they happen to have several games in which you have complete confidence on, you're always going to have those one or two games. You got to kind of explore things and figure it out. And that's, that seems like what you did on that game. You figured some stuff out and you use that to your advantage. I mean, that's the perfect way to do it. And for anybody listening, you're at a herb format. That's something that you really want to keep in mind that if there's a particular game, even if you've never played it before, even if you've never even heard it before, give it a shot. You'll be surprised sometimes. (laughs) you. I mean, I've seen people I remember Sinbad was down there at free play, and I guarantee Uh, ninety percent of us have never played it before, you know, and for even the ten percent that did play it, probably wasn't confident on it either, but you know, and then that that game played mean too. I had a
1: I had a tough time on that game, and that that one had the um the plastic protector on it. So Mm -hmm. it, it just seemed like the ball didn't move like it normally would no
0: it had some weird spin on it yeah some weird spin. yeah
1: and i i played it a couple of times i finally just gave up on it but um yeah that was that was not one of my my fun fun sinbad moments i no. guess right
0: <laughs> i played that a couple of times but i got stuck on grand prix legit two hours trying to put up a score on that (laughs) and so i I mean it goes like that sometimes
1: that was me sunday morning i decided i'm i am going to play meteor and because i knew if if i I knew i would have a good game if i just kept playing it and and i did and that helped me get into that was one of the games that helped me get in but
0: yeah yeah. i was i was salty that they Mm -hmm. took out meteor out of finals I'm yeah. I was so, I'm well, so that, salty about that.
1: You know, they asked me what I wanted to play, and I, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll take Meteor. Yeah. And, and uh, I was in I was in a group with uh, Jeff Teolis, Greg Pavarelli, and I can't remember a fourth person, but uh Jeff might was, have been Dominic. i with
0: you guys, because I think you guys played the Guardians game too. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think that, it was Dominic. That
1: is, it was Dominic. You're correct. So um, we played, uh, or you know, Jeff came over and was like, you know, this, this game, the the drop targets were set, weren't resetting properly, which he's completely right. So it's like, they, they decided to throw the game out. And, uh, so I, I ended up picking devil's dare, which, um, I, I think I put like 2.5 million on it and, uh, damn, uh, Greg, Greg was so close to passing me on ball three, and uh, he didn't. And then, then I, then I picked Guardians, which I felt. Com- I feel like Guardians like one of my go-to games. Right. But that one there played particularly tough. It, it like, well, I had no ball save, had a really tight tilt, and then the feed from the right, almost every time hit the slingshot. Yep. and then the slingshots were very sensitive so i mean if it just like grazed the rubber it was gonna throw it
0: it was gone yeah plus the um the flippers too were kind of depressed i i always were, forget how to call this but you know they sagged,
1: sagged a little, a little bit. bit yep
0: yep Yep.
1: yeah and i just remember i got i got to a good position i started um uh, the, the blue mode, uh, the pod one, and they uh, started multi-ball, and th- that quickly went away in about five seconds. You know, is <laughs> was, was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah.
0: It, but, it, it played mean. I remember that because that was a legendary game where I think the winner might have even been Pavarelli with like 18.4 million
1: Oh, it was less than that. Like I think that? the winner had like 9 million. It was like, <laughs> it was like nine, eight, seven, six. It was, it was, it was, it was that close, you know? And then I had, and then I had final pick and I wanted Robo war really bad and um, it wasn't available and everything else I wanted to pick was already taken. So I ended up taking volley, which again, I felt comfortable with, but uh, just, had one of those games where you know the the game decided yeah i'm gonna throw you a couple house balls (laughs) yeah yeah and then after that it was like yeah i I did i did what i could (laughs) yeah (laughs) it wasn't enough
0: you got at least you got yourself in a position to be a bus driver though that's always that's true that's always good to do if you could do something like that you know you're getting to pick the games you're getting it's a lot easier to be comfortable when you have those choices early on, even if they don't work out. I mean, I've had times where it doesn't work out, but at least you're taking the plus expected value play for exactly. sure.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, dang. So with no if, coming up, no tournaments, <laughs> at least what, you got pinball what? behind you, right?
1: Yeah, got pinball in the house. I'll be probably streaming more. I've been streaming a lot of Rick and Morty, which has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, how's that game going with the new code?
1: Pretty good. I I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's all I,
0: all coming together really well. Yeah.
1: Is yeah. They have the
0: wizard mode in yet?
1: No. No, no. wizard mode. And it sounds like more adventures are coming. So, you know, and they're they're tweaking things and. It's, it's fun being part of the beta, too, because right. I get to see what's coming before everybody else does. But I also have to deal with, you know, trying to find bugs and things like that, too. Right. But that's not a big deal.
0: Well, that's excellent, though, because now it sounds like their intentions or at least their goals are to kind of expand the parts of the game that the majority of players are gonna see, obviously, or that all players are gonna see in terms of adding new modes or adding the way that the dimensions go and stuff like that. So that's pretty exciting because I'm yeah. always curious about the wizard modes, but at the same time, that I feel like the end game content can definitely come a little bit later as long as your current game, if you can make that experience so much better, I mean that helps out a ton, especially the longevity of a game.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: All right, Tom, where can we find you at? We've been talking about your Twitch and your YouTube. Let's tell the viewers where we can find you.
1: So you can find me on Twitch at Fox Cities Pinball. Also uh, Facebook, Fox Cities Pinball stream. Uh, Instagram, Fox Cities Pinball. And then YouTube on Fox Cities Pinball. So Pretty much, just look like up Foxy's Pinball. Hey, branding <laughs> on point. <laughs> right? Branding
0: is on point. <laughs> there, everybody has it. Well, Tom Graff, I appreciate you being here, bud. Thank you Thanks, so much, Travis.
1: It's fun
0: talking to you. I appreciate it. Definitely too. And you guys all take care. Tom, you take care, and everybody else take care. You too.